Welcome to the Thrive On Podcast. I'm your host, John Roth. It's time for another interesting conversation on life, faith, culture, how all these things fit together. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, y'all, to another episode of the Thrive On Podcast. It's good to have you here. I've got my good friend, Laura Haverlsick from Michigan. Uh, She has been um, a dear friend from college that at different times over the past years, uh, we've gotten connected again. She lives in my small hometown now for the last few years, and so that was kind of cool. Um, and we did a, um, well, one of our Wednesday night Bible studies at Thrive was with Laura when she was down here on a a week's, uh, kind of respite with her daughter, uh, because Laura, about how long ago were you diagnosed, Laura, with this kind of cancer? One year, this month, right? But, and at first it was like, well, okay, we're going to do surgery. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But then things kind of changed with the diagnosis for this um, this type of cancer. Um, can you kind of share, for those who don't, um, may not have watched that Bible study, just share a little about that. Sure. Um, I found out in August, at the um, end of August, beginning of September, that I was diagnosed with renal cell carcinoma. It started in my kidney, and they thought at first they could just take it out, um, the mass, but then they found out that it had spread from my um, kidney to my liver, to my lungs, to my bones. So um, I started treatment, and I've been in treatment for just a year now. And I was going every two weeks for um, infusions. And then I was doing a, not a little bit more than a trial drug. It's a brand new drug that just went on the market through the University of Michigan. So we have tried that up till this point. Cool. So that gives me, gives you guys a little idea where I'm at. What amazed me, um, though, is just your attitude towards this, because the diagnosis or prognosis, I guess you would say, is that this is not something they anticipate, the doctors anticipate um, you being cured of, correct? Correct. They pretty much gave me a two-year window. They said, the drugs that I'm going to be taking, um, I have a 70% chance to keep it at bay. And um, it has worked thus far until this point now. (laughs) So um, to me, that's been a blessing because as John knows, I'm a planner. And so I'm a school teacher of 39 years and I've taught kindergarten and I've had a chance to witness to those little ones. And all of a sudden that came to an abrupt stop. And so I knew I had a strong faith from the get-go. My life was not easy in the beginning, but I just knew that whatever God was going to put before me, that he would get me through, just like he would this diagnosis. 
Um, I have a 20 year old yet. And um, being a planner, I knew I had to get things in order. And I feel like my opportunity now is just to, to live life that God has given me from the moment of birth till, till he calls me home. So um, my journey now has changed a little. Yeah. Um, so I can, we can talk about that a little bit more. Oh but, yeah, we'd love to. Uh, now there are some fun things I think you have already done, which I was, you know, Karen, your daughter, I just loved it that she said, we're going shopping. Specifically for what? A wedding dress. Yeah. She said, Mom, you always <laughs> promised you would take me wedding dress shopping. And I just thought that was so cool because when I got married, um, I involved the children because I've taught kindergarten for so many years. And I had a morning wedding so that everybody could travel and get to my wedding. And um I just went ahead and bought a, a long suit from Jacobson's and never had a full wedding dress. So we love say yes to the dress. Yeah. So <laughs> she's like, you promised you would take me. So she actually made the appointment and the manager and the, um, the Gail let us have the entire bridal salon for just the two of us. And, they took pictures and we we got in dresses and they found out I had never been in a wedding dress. So they got me in a wedding dress as well. And we literally had a blast. And everyone said, did you buy your dress? And I said, no, because she's only 20. And knowing my daughter, she won't get married till she's probably in her 30s. <laughs> and yeah. I know that her... Um, taste will change. So I don't want to buy it now. And I said, you don't have to worry about the financial because you'll have plenty of money to pick out your own dress. But it was the sheer experience. Yeah. So that's, to me, being a planner, that just was so touching. And so we've had a lot of mother-daughter days, whether we go get a pedicure and a manicure, whether we go for a walk and we just go and have lunch. Um, that's been really good. And she said, you know, mom, I'm, I'm getting to the point where um, I can accept this. Um, dad's not so yeah. ready as I am, but um, I can see that um, let's make the most of the time that we have. So that's what we're doing. Great. Any other highlights over the last year? Well, as John knows, being a school teacher, I've had the awesome opportunity to witness to little ones. And I get to tell them about Jesus. Because it's I'm a, a Christian school. school. Yeah. 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 A Christian school. So I school. not only get to share my faith, but I get to watch them build their own faith and then go and tell their parents and their grandparents. And to me, that is the best gift. But also being a kindergarten teacher, I get to teach them how to read. And cool. to me, that is mind boggling. You know, they come to me as babies and by Christmas, they are full fledged reading. And by the end, 
they are just geeked about reading. So um, to me, that's been my true blessing. Um, but now that I see that I have not taught for, you know, I, I started the school year last year, but I didn't get to finish it. Right. And I just see God has given me now so many opportunities to witness to adults. And I, well, to you me, know, my, my father-in-law always said, Laura, that adults are just kids with wrinkles. So exactly. <laughs> but I am very comfortable with children, but being with adults, um, I don't have the patience for them because <laughs> <laughs> they seem to not make good choices. And <laughs> I expect not good choices from little ones, yeah. but I have a hard time when the adults continually um, stay on their same path and don't want to ever change yeah. and, um, and grow and learn. <laughs> They're a little bit more stubborn <laughs> than the little ones. Yeah. So, but I have found God just has, I don't even have to plan. God just puts people in my way and um, I get to tell them what's going on in my life. And to me, I thought, well, that's no big deal. You know, I mean, right. this is, I just look at it as this is my um, path that I need to take right now. Yeah. But my faith has kept me strong yeah. and I get to witness and try to make a difference in other people's life. And honestly, Laura, that um, there's so many we're in a culture that kind of denies death and uh, the finitude of life and any weaknesses anybody has, you try to hide those. There's not a lot of vulnerability in our society and um, people don't know how to, I'm sure you've had some of the most awkward things said to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, can you name a couple? I think they'd be kind of fun to laugh at. Uh, well, um, I don't know if they've been that awkward. Oh, good. I've been blessed with great family and friends. Yeah. So I have had a lot of support. Um, they always want to know, how am I doing? You know, how do I feel? Yeah. Well, you know, no, I don't feel good. I don't like the medicine I have to take. It makes me sick. I've lost over 60 pounds and I'm glad about that. Um, <laughs> it's not the right type I, but, of diet. You know, yeah. To go from, you know, for me to be in a plus size to now a size eight or 10, that's a God, that's, that's like, I'm in heaven right now with that. Um, but as far as what people say, they just, they seem to be in awe. And that kind of surprises me um, because they said, you are making us strong rather than us letting, you know, you're not falling apart. Right. And that's what they don't get. And to me, you, you know, John, that's my faith. Well, I know yeah. where I'm going. And I think um, that's probably what puzzles a lot of people these days because, um, as you know, I teach at the university some classes, and I think a lot of the students just don't have anything to, anything stable to hold on to, foundational. 
so that uh, circumstances, when they change, it just throw the, throws them totally off because they aren't sure if the universe is for them or against them, right? Or exactly. how things, or how things are going to ever turn out, or you can't depend on anything except what you've got right now in front of you. And um, we have a God who has planned uh, for us and chosen us before the foundation of the world and has an, an entirely amazing future before us. We might not know what it all is like, but we know it is real and true and solid. And um, yeah, I don't, so it, it is, it still puzzles me when I, I, I feel for people that's, you know, but it, uh, that struggle with all this, but I, it's hard to under, comprehend it because. Um, well, the medical field has reached out to me in so many ways because mm. they have said, you come into the office and you shine. Well, and people who come to a doctor are always mostly sick. And she said, they, I happen to have two female doctors right now. And, and they say, I, my first doctor said, I want to know what makes you shine. Why are you so confident in who you are and what you believe? I want to know what that is. And so, um, you know, we went to lunch and I just explained my faith. Um, my uh, cancer doctor said the same thing. No one comes to my office radiating like you do. And she said, wow. will you just talk to my patients so that they can at least hear? And um, what makes you come into this office and not be angry and not be full of fear and um, anxiety and yeah. depression? Yeah, you know, it's not that I'm not, I do have questions, but I also know the final outcome. So, you know, obviously I know I don't want pain, but I will go through. I mean, that's going to be part of my journey. And I, for me, I have to accept that. And um, I'm trying to get my family on board with what's coming up next. And um, I happen to watch two of my loved ones and my family pass away. Yeah. Um, one was my nephew and one was my brother-in-law. So I, I know what kind of happens toward the end. And I am, I have been given an opportunity to talk to adults who just found out they've been diagnosed, that are friends of mine. I've been able to reconnect with a childhood friend that was, um, I went to kindergarten through eighth grade and she happened to be my little bully. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> she is six years into bone cancer, and mm. bone cancer is so painful. Yeah. So I feel so incredibly blessed that I'm currently, right now, not in pain. Mm. Um, yes, I have all the signs of what we go through with cancer that, you know, nothing stays in our system. Um, we're incredibly tired and, um, for me, I had to let go, let go that if my body says I have to sleep, I have to sleep. 
I'm, I'm a social person. So if I could be with people all day, I'd be happy as a clam. But instead, I have to sleep 10 hours at night and maybe a two-hour nap in the afternoon. So I can tell you what's happened currently, if yeah. you want to know that. Yeah, let us, let's, know, let's get some updates. Yeah. Well, currently, um, we found out that with my last PEP scan, that the medication that I'm on gives me a 70% chance to keep it at bay. Well, it's now spread from now my bones, now to my lymph nodes. So it's one more step of more cancer in my body. So my doctor has said, okay, we're going to stop the treatment that you're on and we're going to start you on a new one and see if that might work. But the problem is this new treatment is 35 to 50% to keep it mm. at bay. But it might not make me as sick as what okay. this past has done mm -hmm. in the past year. Um, so I have had two, almost two and a half weeks of no medication oh, because wow. we were waiting for it. They said it was approved and coming from U of M. And I have to be four days out to be clear with no medication. So I've been, had two and a half weeks with none. <laughs> And I'm telling you, I did not realize that the process cancer patients go through is that really it's the medication that makes us sick and not necessarily the cancer. So for two and a half weeks, I've been able to eat. I've been able to have three times my energy. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to drive and cook and um i have now been driving i have been cooking i have been going to the pool which john knows is my favorite thing to do in the summer for for a teacher and um so i've actually gone shopping and um clothes shopping and to me i feel normal and I've been able to feel normal for two and a half weeks. Tomorrow I start my new meds. Okay. So I know that the next round is going to be just like the first round with side effects. So I just need to see how, how is that going to be? Yeah. So well, thank you that's that. why I need prayers that okay. my body continues, that right. the, those work and um, it's amazing. I've actually, um, as John knows, I would eat three bites and be full. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I went to Red Lobster last night and had steak and crab <laughs> legs. And to me, I had a regular meal and it was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. So, um, that's great. I've been doing things that I haven't had an opportunity to do. And to me, those are blessings. Yeah. So. Well, okay. So we know um, the next step starts tomorrow. We're praying. Uh, we'll pray for you at the end here in just a minute um, about that. Um, and I just wanted to do this update in this podcast uh, just to highlight, Laura, how I have. 
I looked, I, I've looked at how you've handled this, and you are a model for any follower of Jesus to say, okay, um, yeah, we know you have struggles, we know all of this stuff, but we just, it's just so, so comforting to see um, you face this with um, faith and hope and joy and um and uh that you are ministering and maybe sometimes almost more effectively because people can't believe it It, they see this contradiction in a sense they expect one thing and they're seeing another and so they want to know what this hope is because they don't have it and um so it's great to see that um it's sad that you're going, I mean, it's really sad that you're going through this. You want to be with the children. You want to still teach. Um, Mm -hmm. you want to serve, you want to give. And, um, so that's sad, but, um, I, God's doing some great things through you, girl. Well, I've had the opportunity to, um, even with my staff, um, you know, all that people have gone through with COVID, um, so much has changed the way teachers are we've had to do triple the work those of you that are out there in the trenches working you've done triple the amount of work we get that i get that um and so the principal of the school that i taught at we always start our year with a, a retreat and um I was texted first thing in the morning saying, it's just not the same with you not mm, here. Yeah. And I, to me, that just touched my heart. And um, she did not know this, but I was texting the staff members just to encourage them, just to say, keep smiling. I know you'd rather be at the lake, on the boat, whatever your um, passion is, whether it's in the your vegetables and doing your gardening or whatever, um, you're getting back, getting ready when it's hot out. And um, we know how much work we need to put into our jobs to do it to the best of our ability. And they just said, um, I actually had a chance to go to the school just to give them an actual hug um, the other day on Monday, and um, they haven't seen me, so they've seen, you know, 60 pounds off, and they're like, where did you go? It's like, you are so tiny now, and that is not a word that comes out of my mouth, because I've never been tiny. I swear to God, I've never been tiny, so that to me is just a hoot that people see me as tiny, Mm. but um it just amazes me that they're like, just to see you as an encouragement, just yeah. to hear you yeah. say, go in there and go back in the trenches. We can get through this. And Christ never said it was going to be easy. No. And all of us have things to bear. So that's where your faith comes in. Yeah. Just it, trust that God's going to help you get through it, no matter what it is. And it's okay if you don't handle it perfectly, because nobody does. It's not you know? about us in the end, right? It's it really isn't. about God's it's grace. It's about our purpose. And yeah. my purpose, I felt, has always been 
to bring others to know Jesus. Yeah. And I can do that through a smile, through a gift, through words, through mm-hmm. a hug, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't have to be something, something that's just mind boggling. It can just be right. you. Yep. And you're doing that girl. And, um, I think, um, yeah. Well, keep us updated, Laura, on how this goes, okay? And the next Mm -hmm. uh, steps. And um, I think we've got a lot to learn from you, okay? And God is showing his goodness even through this difficult time. Um, So thanks for doing this again. I don't want to wear you out. (laughs) But I'd I'd like... I'd like to pray uh, with you right now, okay? Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for uh, this time. We pray, Lord, Lord, that this new treatment that starts tomorrow, that you would make it effective, that you would give, uh, give Laura, not just uh, an effective treatment that keeps the cancer at bay, uh, but that the side effects are not uh, extreme or as difficult as they've been We do thank you that the lack of pain that she's had, but we do also lift up to you, Lord, the days ahead. We know that if the doctor's prognosis is more or less on target, that time, you know, is uh, precious. We pray that for the times uh, that she has with her daughter, that there are many more heart-to-heart conversations and it prepares her daughter for faith, for life, for her husband, Lord. We pray for him too, Lord. You know how, um, how difficult it is to see, uh, for Greg to see uh, his wife going through this. And uh, I, I, we just lift him up as well. And Lord, for the doctors, for the other cancer patients that Laura meets, um, it just her, her glow, her how she shines, how she just radiates your goodness and grace. It reminds me, Lord, of that psalm that says, all those who look to you are radiant. Our faces shine because we just look at you. And so that's what uh, we're going to do. And in this time, Lord, we just thank you for this, uh, this moment, this touching base and giving you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Laura. You're you have welcome. a you have a great evening. I'll uh, I'll let you know. I'll give you this as well. Um, okay. Okay. I'll give you a little of this. But uh, so long, everybody, and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye bye. Bye bye.